Man, come on. The light's green. Let's go. Where is it? Oh, there it is. Everyone's very good, except for you, Eli Apple. I know you're listening at some point. But everybody's good, <laughs> and at some point, they're doing Shout pretty well. Eli. Nice. Late to work sports. sports. What up, world? Hey, and welcome to another episode of Late to Work Sports. As always, I am your host, Jonathan, with my co-host, Ray Ray. What up, Ray Ray? What's up, John? Good to be back. Loving it here. Yeah, man, yeah. Hey, uh, we're almost to the end of the NFL season. We got uh, the pre-Super Bowl show here, and then uh, the Super Bowl post-show, and... We're going to be rolling into some different sports, maybe throwing in some debate topics, bringing on some people. I got a uh, a new guest possibly lined up next week. So uh, we got some big things. Excited for that. Yeah, we got some big things popping, man. So should be pretty good. Um, I ain't got nothing, man. I'm ready to roll right into this bad boy if you are. Hey, let's let's get right into it. Let's knock it out. All right, so... First off, I guess, let's go ahead and talk about your boy, Sean Payton, and uh, his comments on... Uh, uh, hey, first of all, before you do that, I don't know if he can be my boy, because once you wear that Saints uniform, I'm right there with you. <laughs> it's hard to recognize anybody from that Houdat Nation. I can't do it. Uh, sorry, sorry, Tyler. I know you're listening. I can't do it. He knows. Well, uh, your boy, Sean Payton, like I said, uh. is... Uh, is, I guess he was, they were, they were talking to him, I don't know if it was a podcast or what, but they were talking to him about Danger Russ there, and they brought up the fact that uh, Russell Wilson wants to use his own personal trainers and stuff like that, right? His own personal staff. And uh, we've heard stories in the past about special treatment and, and such, especially when he was with the Seahawks. Um, of course, after the fact is when we all heard it, but... When Sean Payton was asked, and I, and I love, I don't like me some Sean Payton. I do not like this man, but I'm gonna tell you what, his response was priceless. When they asked, that's him, a good one. Oh yeah, when they asked him about it, he said, uh, "What? What's that? Oh no, no, no. We don't. Uh, I don't understand that. That's uh, that's foreign. We don't. Uh, we don't do that around here. Um, we got world class staff. Uh, everybody uses the same staff around here. So he shut that down and said, "No, no, no, big dog. I understand you're the quarterback." But you're still a player on this team. And I got to applaud him for that, man. At least if he stands by his word, I got to applaud him for that because I'm big on that. You know, we're a team. This is, and when you start having one person rise above and be bigger than the team, as in if you're getting staff like that, Russell Wilson, to my opinion, or my personal opinion, when Tom Brady did, I think it starts bringing a cancer to the team. Now, Tom Brady's a little more of an exception because Tom Brady and Russell Wilson are not the same. Let's be honest. But No, at all. They're nowhere close. No. Not even the same ballpark. But that's what I'm saying. So, Danger Russ, while you're doing that, I just think you – honestly, I mean, that's why he left Seattle. He wanted more control of the roster, and Seattle said absolutely not. So – No, and I think there's a – that's what's good on Sean Payton. You get that accountability. You don't have those 
you know, those lone factors out there, mm -hmm. and it keeps the team mm -hmm. together, that cohesion together, which in turn is going to make everybody like each other, I think, a little bit more and want to work together a little bit more. I agree. I agree, yeah. So I applaud him, man. I um, Like I said, I'm not big on that. that uh, I just don't like the me mentality. I'm all about the team mentality, you know. I understand there's superstars on every team, but when you start thinking you're but bigger, but you don't have to have super divas on the team, and either. that's what causes issues, man. Hundred percent. So. Well, I think uh, he learned the hard way. Talking about Danger Russ, I mean, what was it? Sixteen touchdown passes last year. That's a career low with a high of fifty-five sacks, and they only scored sixteen point nine points a game. Our total, yeah, that's their average. I mean, you can't do much worse than Sean Payton. So let's just go ahead and come in here. We're gonna put the discipline down. Wasn't there? And right off the bat. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to say, wasn't there one point where uh, he, at like, I don't know, somewhere like midway through the season, he they were the stat was floating around that he had more uh, more bathrooms in his house than he had touchdown passes? Yeah, so there was, there was a meme that him and, was it Sierra? Was that her mm -hmm. name? Yep, yep. I think it's his wife's name. That there for a while that there was a comparison, the meme going that just in – Russell Wilson still has less touchdown passes than bathrooms in his house because they haven't decided to get rid of any. And that lasted all the way up until about week 14 or so. That's embarrassing. So so we'll see. I think the discipline Sean Payton can bring in will probably make the change in difference. You can't do much worse than last year. I mean, shoot, there's 11 games where they scored less than 16 points. That's hard in today's <laughs> NFL. That's usually That's high-scoring br games. That's brutal. That's brutal. Yeah, you, you can't win that way. Not at all. Defense can't do it all. No, and I think the defense was unfortunately having to do more than they needed to do. So that's brutal, bro. I didn't even I didn't know that stat. Ouch! I love me some stats. Yeah. Well, I guess uh, <clears throat> speaking on stats, then and then Mr. Tom, terrific. Your boy retired again, and uh, in case you're curious, the sand where he retired last I seen was going for ninety thousand dollars on eBay. Make sure you get your uh, make sure you get your bid in, man, so you can try to get a. a mason jar of beach sand um yeah maybe that'll be the rat the next raffle we do <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I, i'm with some beach sand in there and start raffling them off <laughs> hey y'all don't gotta know where it's from just know I, it's worthwhile hey if i write tom brady's beach sand on it well, that's all that matters right i'll take a picture hey man circle some stuff find the photoshop guy on fiverr it'll be good to I go i'm mad at him well uh now that we're done talking about the sand, Tom Brady, and I know you pulled up the facts right before, or the stats and the totals right before we got on the show, but Tom Brady is set to make more money in the next 10 years, or when he starts his broadcasting job, that is, than he made in Yeah, all, that's fall of 2024. Yeah, yeah, because he decided to take the year off. Um, he's set to make more money than he made in his whole playing career. Now, we've seen stats like this before, right? Uh, I think it's the one I see all the time is Michael Jordan made, I think it was $90 million in his you know playing career. But then you look at how much you know the Jordan brand made last year, and it's ungodly. And that's expected, right? Because Jordan, I mean, Jordan, when he played to now, that's a good time span. But we're talking about this dude just signed a contract right after he got out of the NFL. I mean, he was still in the NFL. He just retired and decided to come back. But he signed a contract, right. and he's making more. This isn't a long time period apart. This is right on top of each other. 
What What are those figures, Ray Ray? Because I know you had them pulled up. And what do you so, think about this? So the figures in 23 years or 23 seasons, however you want to put it, Tom made roughly 333 million dollars. And then with his Fox contract, it's 10 years. He'll make roughly $375 million. Mm. So, I mean, it's pretty crazy. But I think that goes to say that your marketability is better once you get out of sports. I think that's one of the things that MJ didn't have the advantage of was his time period, being that of if he was in today's time period, Social how much media. more money could he have made? And Tom Brady is able to capitalize on that because let's just be honest, who better to speak on Super Bowls or on playoffs than a guy who – Owns the records who for makes most. it there? Who's almost guaranteed every year to at least make it to the wild card round? But I mean, you're gonna have a guy speak on experience. This is your guy. I mean, yeah, the dude plays in more Super Bowls, has a higher chance to make a Super Bowl than Steph Curry to make a three. Ain't that what we talked about? Yeah, that was I believe that was last week's yeah. stat. I mean, that's crazy. You're, you're gonna want that guy. You're gonna want to pay for that guy. Mm. But I think Tom will see. He'll be upset that he makes it to the Super Bowl every year because it'll be a different way instead of actually having to play for it. He'll just get to speak on it. Yeah, I uh, I don't know how I feel about hearing him. I don't know how I feel about hearing him broadcast, man, because over the years we've not really seen too much Tom Brady talking. And, I mean, he posts stuff on, like, social media and stuff here as of, you know, the past three years. But you don't really see too much. I mean, for the first 20 years of his career, he was just kind of, not a Belichick, but not far off either. I mean, he didn't talk much. You know, no, you, Tampa you, definitely changed. You didn't Tom. see a personality, so I'm curious to see is he going to? Because I don't remember uh, if you, if you, I don't know if you remember, but when uh, Tony Romo, when he joined the broadcast booth, was amazing. Now, yes, that'll be hard to follow when he joined. Since Tony has been a little rough, um, yep. to put it lightly, but I mean, he was. He was amazing when he first joined, so I'm curious to see. Ten years is a long time. Tom Brady's never broadcasted, I would assume. Ten years is a long time, and you're locked in. I mean, I'm sure you can opt out early, you know, buy out, whatever. But, man, that's a long commitment. No, but they've done well so far, you know, with who they have picked to be announcers and everything. I know you don't like them, but like Pat McAfee, a lot of people love him. He is a figure. You know, he definitely brings in some views, and overall he does pretty decent at it. You got the Manning Mondays, you know, the two brothers doing their thing. So it's like they've taken these shots on these players to go do it. RG3 on the sideline, all these guys who used to play never did the announcements, never did the stats to that extent. But they've come in and all done pretty well. So whoever's behind the scenes figuring out, hey, this is the dude to do it, you know, I'm going to give Tom the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to say he's going to do good until he proves us otherwise in another year's time. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'm curious to see. How much they put him on? Is it like, is he going to be like a uh, prime time? I would assume he's going to be prime time, right? I would assume. He'd probably be that of like how they used Romo when he first came on. You think he's going to be a traveling one? Or you think he's going to be like like a, you know, you're guaranteed a whatever time slot every day? Or you think he's going to be a prime time person? Man, if I'm paying that much for somebody, I'm going to throw him as much as I want to. That's my thought process. I'm, I'm putting you prime time. I got to get yeah. my money worth from you. I mean, yep. you pay that much to get that voice on your show. I would assume you got to have him prime time. Oh yeah, I think you. And I think that's part of 
why he's worth so much is because people are going to want to tune in just for him because you got those fanatics, you know, the same guys who watch the Mannings for the Mannings and everything. And I think Brady's just got the bigger following at this point for being in the league for so long. I'm going to tell you the Mannings are hilarious, though. Oh, yeah, no, they're they great. They are hilarious. I make sure when they are doing their thing, I watch them. I don't watch the other announcers. I don't even know who the other announcers no. are off the top of my head. The, the Pro Bowl might not have been the best thing ever, but just with the two brothers there, it was still hilarious and great. They just clown each other nonstop, and I love it. Like when Peyton Manning wore the the, the picture on his shirt of uh, when Eli Manning went to Penn State and dressed up and did uh, oh, yes. oh, what, and then And then the next episode, Peyton Manning's wearing – Eli Manning's disguise picture on his shirt. I was dying. The whole episode, you're watching it, and Peyton's just wearing it. Like, them two are awesome, man. So. Oh, yeah, no, it, it's great just to see that. It, it's just. They got great chemistry. You don't really sure get they... that dynamic as much as you could with other people, mm-hmm. and they definitely give it well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, well, speaking on another huge quarterback, and we actually got uh, some big talking points here on some quarterbacks. But another big quarterback is Mr. Aaron Aaron Rodgers. And uh, there's a lot of talk with him. What's he going to do to his future? So I don't know if you've seen it. It came out today. First off, this guy, he's on something, man. This dude, I mean, hey, do your thing, whatever. He's on that jungle juice. But, dude, he is on something. You say Whatever that tea that he's, that psychedelic tea. Well, now he said he to make his decision of if he's going to, like, well, I guess his future in the NFL, to make his decision, he is going to lock himself in total darkness room for four days and basically just hibernate in that room for four days to make his mind up. Pitch black room for four days. I don't know if he's, I mean, I'm assuming he's going to eat. I mean, how do you, how do you go to the bathroom? What do you, I mean... There's a lot of questions I have. Yeah. He he doesn't have to do any of that, okay? You just want to understand. There's a, there's a lot of questions I have. This raises a lot of questions. He didn't he didn't say what the dark room was. Yeah, but you know, it's, maybe it's the kitchen. If it and no. he just took the light bulb out the out no, the door. No, it's pitch black. He's locking himself in a pitch black room, man. Now he could put the refrigerator in there before he locks it, and just take the light bulb out. Where's he gonna? How's he find a bathroom? What if he stubs his toe or something like that? You know. Maybe he put it in the bathroom. I mean, like, man's got plenty of money. Maybe he just built the room just for it. Like, this is my retirement <laughs> oh, contemplation man. room. He built a room. Just, just yeah. spent thousands of dollars building a room so he can go think for hey, four Hey, when you days. got it like that, why not? Godly. Well, after he's finished locking himself in the room, I'm sure all of us will decide, you know, or will uh, hear his decision. Call it the the decision 3.0 or whatever. Um, shout out to LeBron. But, uh... Where do you think he's going to go, man? There's a lot of talk right now that he may be heading to Las Vegas. What uh, What do you think? Where do you think he Do you think he's going to go to Las Vegas? Do you think he's going to stay in Green Bay? Or do you think he's going somewhere else? I'll tell you this. If he's got to stay in Green Bay, I think his four days is going to come to an abrupt end because that man seems to be hating life there. If he goes to Las Vegas, it would just be funny to see the reunion but in a different uniform with Devontae Adams. I think it's hard to say because I don't think he is as good as most people say he is. He just doesn't have the uh, the pedigree to really prove it. Like, yeah, he won a Super Bowl. That's more than a lot of quarterbacks can say. But at the same time, it's kind of like the whole Sean Payton thing. They won one eons ago, and now you got new cats coming in who have won multiple since. 
You know, I have been to the Super Bowl multiple times since. I couldn't tell you. I don't know where he's going to go. I, I don't even have a guess. But I could see him putting on a Raiders thing just to relink with Devontae and maybe just try to save face and be like, hey, my bad, big dog, for not taking that pay cut so we could have stayed together in Green Bay and actually done something. I mean, in my opinion, I don't think there's any way he stays in Green Bay. At this point, I mean, why retire? I will say they did throw out the Jets. He said that he's, I think it was him. I seen something came out that said he's much more, and it wasn't him. It was all, you know how it is, somebody close to Aaron Rodgers or family, you know, friend or, you know, the the brother-in-law that's been removed three times or whatever it is, you know. It's always like some source that's supposed to be super close to him said that he's definitely leaning towards the Raiders over the Jets. But, I mean, who knows? I mean, you you never know where they're going to go. I mean, there was definitely talk of Tom Brady leaving Tampa, and then it came out, no, he said he was either going to retire or stay in Tampa. And then there was also talk that Tom Brady and Bill Belichick hated each other's guts, but on the on the podcast that Tom Brady just went and spoke on, he, you know, got choked up talking about Belichick and thanking him. Right. So, I don't you know something Roger Goodell wants to, not Roger Goodell, but uh, the owner wants to sign him for Robert a day. Robert Kraft. So his, yeah, Robert Kraft. He's like, maybe he'll sign for a day so he can retire a Patriot. Mm-hmm. So they obviously loved him. It was just time. It's like any good business owner. How old was he when he left them? 41? 42? He, he played for them for 20 years. Whole career. Yeah. Whole so, career. So it's, as, as bad as it is or messed up, there does come a time where it's like, hey, man, like, we got to move on. Right? Like, there comes a time where you just got to move on to the next thing. I think I think Green Bay's there right now. They've already talked about that they're confident in Jordan Love. You know, that's uh, Aaron Rodgers' backup. They're confident in him and his abilities. I, I kind of feel yeah. like this is the chance. This is the time. You drafted Jordan Love. You've been paying him. You're not. He's not played except for when Aaron's hurt. Like, this is the chance. If you're not going to do it now, then you get rid of him and you sign and you draft right. somebody else or sign somebody else. But Well, Rodgers is 39 years old. The teams are done being built around him. That time is long gone. He's kind of in that point where he has to go to a completed team for him to have a chance of doing anything. There's the time of put something around him, whether it be one or two years, that's long gone. At 39, you have to go to a completed team. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to last in a rebuild mode for the next five years normally at that age. I, st- I no. still think that Aaron Rodgers can be very competitive, honestly. I Oh, I know his 100%. stats have dipped down a little bit, but, I mean, he lost one of the top wide receivers in the NFL. What do you expect to happen? So, I, well, Rodgers has that dog in him. He's a competitive guy. 100%. So, well, speaking on, uh, we actually got three quarterbacks, but I'll throw out, um, I'll throw out this one because, well, actually this next topic we're going to talk about is uh, 100% NFC South. So, we'll, uh, I'll tell you what, we'll go to, Nola first, and David Carr is being linked to New Orleans, and now he has been granted to go talk to um, New Orleans on Wednesday. So oh, Derek Carr. Did I say Derek? Or I said I said David, didn't I? Yeah, because yeah, I wrote down David Carr on my notepad. That's okay. Hey, it, happens. it happens. Yeah, Derek Carr I'm going old. down to Nola. I think it'll look, yeah, you're old. Hey, it's, it's coming, man. You're Shut getting there. Shut your mouth, boy. You're getting too old. Little child. I think it'll be a good change of pace for him. I think Nola is kind of missing that, as much as I hate to say it, and I'm sure as much as you hate to hear 100%. it. 
but but that's been their struggle since Breeze has left. It seems like everything else has at least stayed a medium to high end tier in New Orleans, but they just could not get this quarterback thing going because what well, last year they just couldn't get it going either. It's Taysom Hill, Jameis yeah. Winston, Andy Dalton. I mean. I mean, you're just trying everything. At that point, they're just throwing darts at the board, hoping something would stick. But if you take someone like Derek Carr, who isn't the best, but uh, has, 100%, I would say, better than... He has flashes of, of greatness. Um, right. And maybe he but doesn't have a supporting cast, though, either. I mean, maybe. That's true. But between the four, I'm taking Derek Carr 100%. every single day, every day, no questions asked. I don't know, though. He is the more proven quarterback. I think he can get it done better. And, I mean, what, if he wins nine games down there in his first season, it's already a win for New Orleans. It's already trending better. Jameis Winston needs them dubs, though. Hey, man, only when you go 30 for 30 can you eat them Ws, okay? Better watch out for crab legs. Hey, just remember, he might have thrown 30 picks, but uh, at least he threw more than 16 touchdowns that year. Oh, man. Hey, Jameis said if you take away his 30 picks, he's balling. So just remember that. I think. Hey man, if that's the case, I would be the greatest NFL quarterback because I could go in there and you take away all just my picks take them too. Take away. I uh, I think David. Just kidding. I think Derek <laughs> would do well. I think he would. Um, I personally, I, I like Derek Carr myself, man. Um, I just, I've never had a reason to not to. I just think that he's got. I didn't. I didn't think. I don't think he had a really good supporting cast around him. I mean, if you look at how many head coaches he's had, I'm pretty sure it's been quite a few. And But put in the right situation, he may do very, very well. And I think New Orleans has some good receiving core, as much as I hate to admit it. So, Anytime you talk about the same conference, it always sucks when you got a compliment somewhere. Unfortunately, so. But, well, now on to the good stuff since we're done talking about the, the painful stuff. And that would be Ooh. the ATL and what is going on there. So, there's a couple of different talks being linked, and I'm going to talk about both of them. Um, and then, of course, we have our rookie sensation there to talk about as well. So, first off, Jimmy G is being linked to playing for Atlanta. So, the 49ers have said, nah, he will absolutely not be here next year. Which kind of makes me feel like there was something happened behind the scenes there. That made Kyle Shanahan said, not no, but hell no. You know what I mean? So he won't be there. But then there's also the talk of Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens are still in contract talks. He's actually opened it back up to him, but supposedly they are a hundred million dollars off on their contract. So you know, he wants two fifty and they're like, No, we'll give you one fifty. So that's a huge and, number to be off. And it is, but that's where you discern and I know I'm not trying to ride on Tom Brady, but that's where you really see the difference between a true a true winner and champion mentality. Because Tom Brady already I don't think would be asking for the two hundred and fifty million as that has been proven in his twenty three years. That this man just wants to win games and that's the issue is Lamar just wants to get paid. And that's why I don't think Lamar is the quarterback to take you somewhere. Um, because I think the good quarterbacks want to be able to have good people around them. I, and and unfortunately, that means taking yeah. the hits. I'm not mad that Lamar wants the money. 
You know, no, what get mean? your bag, man. He's been, he's got some injuries on his under his belt. He does take a lot of licks, so I ain't mad that he wants to take that fat paycheck. You know what I mean? But if y'all are a hundred million off, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. Well, obviously there's some talk, and, and it's heating up a little bit that you know he may he may be looking to go to Atlanta. Atlanta's got the cap space to take him, and Arthur Blank. He does like that prototype. He, you know, got really close with Michael Vick, and uh, he's has been, you know, noted as saying Lamar Jackson is a carbon copy of Michael Vick. And to his credit, there is probably nobody in the NFL, in my opinion, has since Vick that is uh, as close. Or, or no. since Vic, nobody's been as close as Lamar Jackson in there, in my opinion. Because, yeah, you can say Cam say. Newton, but Cam Newton just ran through people because he was so big. You know, Cam was different. Big uh, just in... Superman Cam in his prime, that was that was a monster. I, I won't talk any goodness on Cam, sorry. But, uh, hey, it's hard there in my division, man. But I've I never been a big I, Cam... Sh- shoot, it's hard when he played for Auburn. I've never been a big Scam Newton fan, so... um. But what's just yes, as the Falcons, that would be selling the ship, right? Because you got to think they just got out of purgatory, purgatory heck with this cap space. You know they got what fifty six million in cap space now, roughly or so. We don't have to rehash Do they need the this past, high end? Dog. Huh? We don't have to rehash the past. Hey, <laughs> but I mean, this is one of those things where if you if they do acquire Lamar. If the championship doesn't come in one to two years, he was not worth it, because this is selling the ship for this man. One hundred percent. That's not. There's, that's not including everything you're going to have to get rid of to really be sure you solidify and have this guy. Here's here's the thing though. I, you don't have to get rid of anything. Because you're going to have to get rid of something to kind of to be able to take that hit. I don't think so. We have we have fifty six million dead space. So you bring him in. If you give him fifty million a year. You still got six million left. I don't think you That's take what I'm a hit, but he I don't bring but, you that chip. But he's, he don't bring you that chip. He's not worth it. I'll be honest with you. I don't. I don't know if he's worth it, anyways. I, I think. I think you're just passing up on Desmond. You're not even giving him a chance, man. You know, um, unless, and I don't see Lamar doing it. But unless he takes thirty to forty million somewhere in there to come play with us. If it was fully guaranteed, you know, that way we could put some weapons around him, maybe pick up a wide receiver or two, you know. Uh, we have a very good rushing attack. We, I mean, that was established this year. We just need to pass an attack. Our defense isn't the greatest, but it isn't horrible per se. It's been better than years past. So, but the thing is, like, we still do need work. And... Getting him on this contract, I just don't know if it'd be beneficial, man. I, I'm torn because I don't think Jimmy G's the answer at all. Not at all. Nope. No, 100%. Not. I personally don't want Jimmy G in Atlanta. Um, but at what point do you take the risk on your young quarterback that you drafted with the thoughts of, hey, this dude could be the future, he could be the franchise? Could, Honestly, at some point, I think you try to build this team around Ritter. It gives you, what, two years, three years before he comes that contract in? No, he got a four-year contract. He's only been in once. you got at least probably another three right. years. So you got, Possibly with a fifth-year option on it. I imagine he's got a fifth-year option. Right. 
So you got the time to build around mm-hmm. this guy. Who could be something? Because when he came in, it wasn't that good. Towards the end of the season, though, he started to hit that groove. And now, let's be honest. If we, Kyle Pitts if wasn't even were there either. Kid, no, but if you and I were at the caliber, we could have been NFL quarterbacks, and the first game we do is play in, what, New Orleans and an away team, and that's our first start, it's going to be a struggle. That's a hard game to start. And he did well. So then you get, Yeah. So my thing is you had to take this chance on him because you never know you got the generational quarterback, and he may not be. But at the same time, we have learned that the defenses do win championships. And the reason why I say that is you got to take the year that the Legion of Boom won. That was the most proficient de- defense team there was, and they went up against the most prolific offense where Peyton Manning threw for 5,500 yards that season, and they got absolutely dismantled and destroyed. That being, Facts. all we got to do is find a quarterback that can make the game happen, that can go down there, score us two to three touchdowns, and if we put the money into the defense, it has been proven that that is where the game will be. Your offense just has to score just enough, and the defense will take care of the rest. I feel like if we get one one more key offensive receiver and then spend all the rest of our money in defense beefing up that defense, we get another, we get a, another stud corner, we get maybe a stud linebacker, or, or you know, we pick up a, a, you know, one or two real good pass rushers, and maybe you get them in the draft. I feel like if we get yeah. one more receiver, one decent receiver, and maybe you get that in the draft, right? But you now you got. I, I think London needs some work. He is, he's raw talent. I don't think he was the best. I, yes. I, I think Alave the was better. The ceiling is high. I think with London. I think Alave came out as a more polished prospect. That doesn't mean that he's going to be the greatest in ten years of them two, right? But I, I wished I'd have seen us grab him initially. But we'll see. Drake London could get better. Drake London has some issues, but but he also had Marcus Mariota throwing to him. So I hey think man, that boy was catching balls, but he was dropping them. So if he would just learn to hold on to him, exactly. he'd be okay. And I think uh, Desmond never got to throw to Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts got taken no. out. He got that knee Correct. injury. I want to say the game before he got in, but that was Marcus Mariota. Marcus Mariota laid him out, man. Laid him out. You know, yeah. as a quarterback. Really, though, proved that he, he loves that Drake London. Yeah, and but him and Drake London had a good connection too. That was Drake took off once they started throwing. Mm-hmm. So I think you get maybe I, I like our rushing attack. Um, I think Tyler Ajir is great. Cordell Patterson, I love the guy. Uh, I think if you maybe maybe I don't necessarily think our offensive line is horrible. We doubt we had a lot of injuries and and rotating, so I don't have an opinion per se on them just yet. But I think if you beef up that defense or we can get some turnovers and stuff, uh, I really think our offense can be poised to do well. You know, if you're playing from behind the whole game, it makes it harder. If you're a rushing team, and we were this year, it also makes it, it harder to keep up. 2.5% of our snaps. Yeah, that makes it hard, you know. But I think – I don't think – I know Jimmy G's not your answer. And the money that you're going to have to pay Lamar, I don't think he's the answer either because no. he's going to hurt. Lamar, don't get me wrong, Lamar, he done very, very well with the Ravens. I don't think he's a great quarterback. But as far as rushing, he's 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 good at it. And it does open up passing lanes for them. I just don't think that he is the guy. And once you take a chance and you bite and you pay for it, hey, like the saying goes, you bought it. Yeah, he's got I mean, it at that us. point. What's it matter to him? It's like Dak and uh, Zeke. They got their payday. What they care? Mm. 
I don't think Dak's in there after this year, unless he has a they stellar won. and they win a I'm win a uh, unless he puts a ring on that finger. They aren't in there, and I'm not talking about wedding ring. I'm talking about Super Bowl ring. If he doesn't get Jerry Jones' old 135 tail of ring, I mean, the dude's already older than the Crypt Keeper. You ain't got much longer. You got to give him a ring. He don't keep waiting around, man. So. Well, yeah, I think uh, on your Falcons thing with the line, I believe they finished about tenth or so. So, yeah, I think. Well, I'm not gonna lie to you though. Mariota had to run a lot for his life, but he had that ability to do that. You know, and as long as yeah. you have a quarterback that can move around in the pocket, that's why I always said for the last few years before he left, Matt Ryan, we got to get rid of Matt Ryan. It's not that I don't think. It's not that I think Matt Ryan's a bad quarterback. He just can't move around and set the pocket up. So if you blitz him, he doesn't know how. He can't move quick enough to set his blocks or to help them out. You know what I mean? He can't run away if need be to create. It just wasn't happening. So, well, speaking of one more quarterback then, and more and more speaking on the head coaching position or lack thereof being filled, the Arizona Cardinals, they currently still do not have a head coach. They're one of two teams, which the other team being the Indianapolis Colts, which the Colts fans have a petition right now to the owner to not sign Jeff Saturday as their long-term head coach. We'll see how that one plays out. But the bigger story here is the Cardinals. And they still have a vacancy, obviously. Well, there's a lot of speculation going around. And I'm going to tell you, J.J. Watt's latest comments did not help that speculation. But people are saying the reason that they can't get a head coach right now is because Nobody wants to come there and coach Kyler Murray. You know he's tied to your ankle. You're stuck with him. He just signed a massive contract this offseason. So you know you're stuck with him. You can't get rid of him. Four seasons. Yeah. So you know any coach that rolls in is going to have to deal with him. And what J.J. Watt, when he was asked about him, pretty much avoided the whole question. They asked, you know, about him and stuff like that, and he just kind of, danced around the topic, talked about Kyler Murray's college days. That's not good. That's like if I ask you, you know, in the military, because uh, we're both in the military, except some of us doesn't have to go out to the field and get rained on. And uh, they asked, or that's like me asking you, right, uh, hey, what's a, how is Sergeant so-and-so? And I ask you this question, and you go, well, I mean, Dude's a really nice guy, man. Uh, take the shirt off his back to give it to you. Um, and I'm like, is he, is he good to work with? Like, squared away? Like, I mean, he'll help out any way you ask, bro. Um, you know what I mean? You never answer the question. Like, no, no, no. Is he good at his job? Yeah, we're just beating around the bush. Yeah, exactly. And that's always the question. That's how you know if a Marine is good or not. When you're like, yo, how is a, how's a Sergeant, you know, Smith... And they're like, he's a he's a he's, he's a nice here. guy, man. He's a cool, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, oh, say no more. You said it all without saying anything. So, do you think that that's why the Cardinals have yet to get that uh, coaching position filled? I think I think it's just come off that Kyler Murray just seems. Uh, I, I, I don't know if arrogant would be the word, but in the sense of the you know they wanted him to study. He had his whole press conference saying, "I'm one of the shorter dudes in the league." I have to study, 
instead of just being like, hey, you know, maybe I should study more. You know, I need to be on top of my game. And I say that because we can go back to, like, Peyton Manning and all who, even on top of his game, always watched film, stayed in the film room, wanted to stay dominant. But Kyler Murray seems to have all these different excuses, you know, of I have to do this anyway. I don't know why they're on me. And at the end of the day, he's just proven to not be coachable. And it's like, okay, cool, man. You know, you made it to the NFL. You're making $230 million in five years. I don't care. You're not producing for me. You know, you got to be coachable still. You still have to be moldable. You still have to be willing to do these different things. Mm-hmm. And, and he's just proven to be nothing but an issue with it. Yeah, I mean, an issue, a diva. Nothing has been... And, and I was actually fairly high on Kyler Murray, man. I really liked the guy. Um, but now all this is coming out, and this year, and the way he's behaved and stuff, and it's just like, mm, maybe there was some truth to all this stuff that was thrown out there. Like, it's now starting to look like, do you study? Here's the thing, man. I don't understand why people... It, it, I feel like you don't love the sport, and you don't have that that drive, that uh, desire to be competitive, that, uh, I'm going to tell you, I've told you before, you've heard me, I'm competitive to a flaw. I want to be the best at everything I do, man. And whether that is, uh, whether that's out on the football field, on the basketball court, or whether that's washing dishes, right? I want to be the best. I want to be the the most proficient. Whatever it is, man, I want to be the best and i want to be like yo that's the best dishwasher we ever had and i don't understand why these guys have they they bust their butt to get all the way to the pro level how they don't want to be that guy you know what i mean i don't get it it's like they definitely get the money and they just slack off like yo i've made it and and, i think that's what happens that complacency mm -hmm. sets in And, and 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 maybe they have made it you know what i mean maybe they have made it but at the same time you got to keep I don't know, man. I just, I'm all about never settling and always wanting to improve. No, nah, shoot, they so. haven't made it. Tom Brady was still wanting to win with seven Super Bowls, and he didn't think he made it. Y- you know, you got these prolific and proficient guys who just want to have this drive and just want to win. I mean, mm-hmm. what Steve Steve Young had? How many? Was it four rings? Yeah, three. I believe he had three, yeah. and I believe uh, Joe Montana had three as well. Right, but they want to win because exactly. that's just who they are. Like, that was the whole point of it. And these guys, these I say kids, they're all my age, but they're wanting to play almost just for the money now. It's not even for the whole love of the sport or to win it. And you have the old heads, and I kind of, you know, back in my day kind of stuff coming out of me. Well, but back in my like, day. Yeah, back in your day. <laughs> it just makes sense, though. Like, you wanted to win. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. like wh- who cares about the money? Let's get the chip. Let's get the the win. The money's gonna fade, but that glory is eternal. Well, that money you will know, come too. Will, I mean, look, if Tom yeah. Brady had made a hundred million in his career, he because of him being a winner is so marketable now for the rest of his life. I'm gonna tell you this well, much: just, if Lamar Jackson never wins, never wins, right? But makes that money, Dak Prescott. That's for let's put him out there. Deshaun Watson, he just made $230 million. If they never win a ring, you know what they're going to be remembered for? Nothing. Nothing. No fade. That's it. Well, you'll never, let's just be honest, you'll never forget Tom Brady. Nope. You'll never forget Eli. Peyton. You'll never forget Peyton Manning. 
You're never going to forget Steve Young. You're never going to forget these guys who have won these Super Bowls. You just won't. I mean, shoot, even Joe Flacco is not going to be forgotten because of the Super Bowl he won. Huh. Even though, you know, as he had Ray Lewis and all them, but that's he's still going to be there because he was the quarterback for that team that went there, right? That's mm-hmm. just how it is. You're in the most known position. You're in the most famous, the most glorified position. But if all you get paid is no one's going to care about you in a few years. Mm-hmm. No one will give a single crap about you. But if you get that one win, that one championship, like Nick Foles, can't tell me Phillies fans won't remember him forever. 100%. You know, and, and he, he's not getting paid anywhere close to any of these other people. But his glory is there forever. And for the sports, that's that's the whole point, is it not? That's what, I don't know, man. That's what I just, I don't understand. I understand wanting to make the money, right? I get it. But I don't understand when you just, are willing to, like, make the money and then just give up on everything else. So. Well, I mean, even the, even your seventh round pick guy is making a crap ton of money compared to your regular blue collar, most white collar, most lawyers, most judges. And all you didn't do, let's be honest, at the end of the day, you get paid to work out and play a sport. Mm-hmm. So, like, the money's there anyway. So, like, what kind of lifestyle are you trying to live? Because you can do that you know, four seasons on a seventh-round contract and still have a lot more money than majority of people that are going to work every day clocking in, clocking out. Yeah, so play for the win, man. The money's there, no matter how much the money or will how, in quotes, too. little you think it is. Yeah, and like I said, the money will come. So I don't get it. But Well, one more thing then on, uh, on the NFL before we transition to our uh, basketball topic here. Um, and that would be a comment that Trent Dilford just made. And he said, The modern day game does not impress me. I love Tom Brady. I love Aaron Rodgers. I love those guys. It's not impressive. And he was talking about the current status of today's NFL and all the rules and stuff that protect these players. And uh, when he said it, you know, I started thinking about the rules and stuff like that. And uh, started trying to think about his stance and where he came from. And after thinking about it, I would have to say that I could not agree with him any less. The the game of football, passing-wise, because he called out two quarterbacks, and he is a quarterback, so you would assume that part of the game is near and dear to his heart, right? Uh, I, I disagree, man. You have people that, I mean, I feel like the, the quarterbacks and wide receivers of today, there's just such... There's catches that are just so impressive. There's throws that are just, I mean, they're great. You know, and and Peyton Manning had them. Tom Brady had them. I mean, Aaron Rodgers has had them. Uh, Drew Brees had them. I mean, Michael Vick had them. Like, I just don't understand, and and I know Michael Vick's going back a little bit further, but I just don't understand how you cannot be impressed with today's game just because the rules these quarterbacks are having to be more mobile than they used to be they're having to they're going against new and improved schemes well look at the linemen you know talking about the jump on that or talk about how much more mobile they have to be i believe it was trent williams talked about back in his days you could just be a 400 pound fat guy on the line and that's all they needed he's like nowadays you have to be like 350 and fit and be able to like shake move rattle roll and do what you got to do the game's just more athletic yeah, I just don't understand. I, I disagree with his comments, man. I just cannot see, in my mind, right, in in, in my non 
pro NFL, you know, pro quarterback, pro football, whatever you want to look at it. Just as a consumer of the sport. I just can't understand why you would not enjoy today's NFL. I do think that the rough and the passer calls are, unfortunately, a lot of them are egregious. I do feel like the refs throw them at the worst time, possibly on purpose. But I still am more impressed by the passing attacks and the, the schemes that are put together and just all this stuff in general. I just I just agree, disagree with his comments. What do you think? I mean, do you agree with that? Are you impressed with today's um, game versus – or do you think the so U.S. pass is better? I want to argue with you a little bit, but at the same time I, I kind of agree, but I'll say something controversial. Of uh, So back in the day everyone thought that Jerry Rice and Randy Moss were like the best thing ever, and don't get me wrong, they were. Or was it just the fact that on the other side of the ball that the talent just wasn't up to what they were? Meaning, if you look at today's kids, you got people like George Pickens and all these young guns coming in that are making these ridiculous catches and doing all these things. But at the same time, you got guys like Sauce Gardner on the other side of the ball who are locking up all these vets. So I think the game might not be as interesting to watch in the sense of everyone is more now on the same playing field, meaning that everyone's just gifted across the board. Everyone's very good, except for you, Eli Apple. I know you're listening at some point. But everybody's good, <laughs> and at some point, they're doing Shout pretty well. Eli. <laughs> so I think I can see what he's meaning by it, but at the same time, I got to disagree because you got kids like Justin Jefferson that are making great plays, or they're trying to save the next, what, Randy Moss. And that's what I'm saying is. Dude's nasty. Randy and them, were they just not, you know, they were very good, but if you put them with today's kids, are they not on the same pace? just because the level that these kids are playing at and are able to play at because of everything that's afforded to them and how much schools are catering to these sports now. I'm going to tell you that I, I like what you brought up here. I'm going to tell you that I am more, when it comes to that argument, I'm more impressed about what Randy Moss and Jerry Rice did back then, coming from the schools they came from, coming from not having all these technological advances and all this stuff we have today. I'm more impressed by them. Right. To me, they were ahead, way ahead of the time. You know, just their skill level. I, I mean, I'll be honest with you, man. I think Randy Moss, you put Randy Moss and Jay Rice in today's world, obviously not it. How much nastier would they have been? I think they'd still be putting up. I mean, they're still disgusting. Megatron, think about him, Mr. Calvin Johnson himself. You put him in today's world, you know, obviously as a – say, 25, 26-year-old athlete, right, in their prime, you know, I think they're still nasty, man. I think they're still destroying people. Because you also got to think, too, with Jerry Rice, at least, he played against Deion Sanders, arguably the best corner ever. Yeah. They played against each other, so he had some talent. I just think that, as you said, the talent level is – there's still some freaks out there, right? Let's let's be honest. There's some freaks. Justin oh, yeah. Jefferson, there's still some people Jamar that just Chase. Ha- there's some freaks. But they capitalize on it. Yes. Because not only are they freaks naturally, they're out there working for Grinding. it. And I think that's what Jerry Rice and Randy Moss had, too, is that for their time, they were freaks who just continued to want to get better. You know, you can really throw Ocho Cinco kind of more in the middle of that mix, too. Like, these are guys who just wanted to play top-tier ball. I love me some Ocho Cinco. That dude, that dude. He's one of the most marketable names out there. That dude made me laugh. I mean, he was always good for a laugh. Oh. Yeah. I just disagree with Trent Dilfer, man. I, I, I'm sorry. I disagree. Um, I don't know if you're trying to have a more. Don't apologize. Don't apologize for your opinion. Hey, you tell him. I don't know if he was trying to just have a hot take or what, but 
I would be surprised. Hey, he got you talking about him. Yeah, I would be surprised if too many people are jumping on that bandwagon with him, honestly, unless you're just a Brady or Aaron Rodgers haters, which they are a lot of people out there that, that are. So, well, some folks just like being controversial in the first place, you know. So we got they play into both sides. Mm-hmm. That's true. Well, let's roll into our lone NBA topic, which uh, soon here we're gonna have a lot more NBA topics. Uh, I'm sure next episode we'll have a huge NBA topic because. As many of you may know, right now um, we also like obviously like I've told in the past, we record the episode and then it comes out the next day. Well, right now, the uh, the Lakers are getting ready to go play the Thunder, and this could be the game that LeBron breaks the all-time scoring record, so or all-time points record, I guess so. This could be it, but um, we'll see. I can guarantee by next show that that will be a top or a talking topic because unless he gets injured, he's going to break it before we get back on the air. So, But the real topic we're talking about here, basketball, is the Kyrie Irvin trade. So just to put a little background, I was in the warehouse working this weekend because Ray Ray wanted to go shoot bombs at you know and recontour the earth and stuff like that all this weekend and so i was working in my warehouse and one of my marines come out and he says Kyrie Irving just requested a trade and i was like uh isn't a trade deadline coming up and he's like yeah six days so i was like no that's, way that's that's cutting it close i was like there's no way right well the brooklyn nets fielded offers from multiple teams one of them being lakers one of them being the suns and they turned both of those down and actually ended up shipping him off to Dallas for a couple people uh, and some picks. And my thought process on it, because I brought it up in the Discord and we were talking about it and everything, and, and, and I think we asked everybody who really was the winner in this one. I don't know. I, at first I stood on Dallas is definitely the winner, and I think it's definitely good for Luka. I think it is good for Luka, but here's my thing. It's only good for Luka if Kyrie plays and it's not become a distraction. If he was he going to play one in every four games? Exactly. How much is he going to play? Is he going to be a problem? If he's not a problem and he just plays, then it's great. It's be Dallas great. won that one. Yeah, it's going to take some of that pressure off of Luka yeah. for sure. But, I mean, if he becomes a distraction, Brooklyn Which is probably very won. possible. Very possible. I mean, the dude's controversial. But I, oh, yeah. I don't. I'm not mad for him wanting out of Brooklyn. I know you, uh, you had some comments about it, but I'm not mad for him wanting out, especially the way they treated that guy. So, with all that being said, Ray Ray, what is your take? Do you believe this was a good trade for Dallas? A good trade for Kyrie? For Brooklyn? What What's your take on the end result of all this? So, like most things, we're going to take this face value. We won't really know the value of the trade to the end. Face value, I think the Mavericks do get the win because Luka definitely needs some help. Kyrie Irving, we can't knock the fact that he will be help if he wants to be help, that he is definitely a good player, but he is very controversial. He also is very bad at talking about loyalties because when he was with Cleveland, he loved Cleveland, didn't want to leave. What did he do? Wanted to trade. He was with the Nets. Wanted to be with KD. Talked about loving KD. Talked about wanting to be with KD. Ended up leaving. As we see. However, if you're moving to go get the ring and with the team you're with isn't going to get that ring, 
I can't really blame you because like we just talked about with football at the end of the day, it's about getting that chip. Sometimes you can't just sit and wait as a player, especially I feel like in the NBA when you have a good chance to move on these small man rosters. So I think it'll be a good move for Kyrie no matter what, but I will not be surprised if at the end of the day he starts hating the Mavericks and does not want to be with the Mavericks. Right now, I'm gonna tell you, the Mavericks have won, but time will tell mm-hmm. truly who has won. I'm going to tell you, too, that Mark Cuban is not going to put up with that either. No. Mark Cuban is very outspoken, just like Kyrie. He's very outspoken, so he's not going to put up with that, you know. And Kyrie, like I said, like we just talked about, I'm not saying some of the stuff he says doesn't carry some value, you know, in the past, but he's also said some stuff that it's like, yo, what are you doing? Why are you saying that, dude? Like, and then there's been some other stuff which is like, what? Like, yeah. what do you mean? Yeah, he's, so, he's a different you never breed. know which, yeah, you never know which Kyrie you're going to get. So, I'm excited to see. Um, uh, I mean, it makes me wonder what's going to happen to KD. Obviously, KD's not getting traded, right? I mean, well, so the Suns are actually all about it right now trying to get him. They're trying to send Chris Paul over there. I mean, whoever they can. But, um. I doubt it's going to happen. I mean, I really just doubt it's going to happen. But we never know. But I would, I'm would, i curious to see what's going to happen with KD this offseason. I just don't feel like KD's going to want to sit in Brooklyn with really no other superstar there and try to compete because he's not going to be – I guess he's not – I guess it's – excuse me. He's not the only superstar there. But – well, I think now he's they hard to compete to without a big three, and that's just after LeBron has gone and built these teams with big threes. It's just hard not to at Correct. this point. Yeah, so I'm curious to see what's going to happen to KD this offseason. I can tell you if the Brooklyn Nets can pull in another big piece, KD's going to barely be happy. But if they don't, I wouldn't be surprised to see him going somewhere else. So that's just something to kind of take and watch. I mean, like you said, just going to be one of the things you got to kind of look back and, and, and see in the end. How did this play out? How did it work? All that stuff. So time will tell. But, well, I am done running my suck. Uh, I know that way you can tell BG that uh, you got to talk a little bit more this week um, when you talk to him about the show. So do you got any, uh, you got any cool facts for me this week? Oh, we already got facts, man. We've gotten to that point. I feel like this episode's flown by. Yeah, man. We've already been almost an hour in this episode. It's wild. Um, so I got to say that Greg Maddox threw a 76-pitch complete game, which is pretty cool. Coming up, that baseball is going to be coming up here soon. So I don't know if you know what that is. You're going to have to research it. It's too much for me to explain. But it's pretty great. That's all you got, huh? That's what you got for me? That's it? Nothing else? Yeah, that, that that's all I got for you, man. I mean, I'm excited for baseball to come up. Love me some Braves. Love some Greg Maddox. Well, all I know is my Padres going to the World Series. So, um, The stat that I have is a uh, – and it, this is in honor of the Super Bowl. You know you know, I'm big on liking to try to base it off the show or base it off of something big and important. So Super Bowl is coming up in a couple of days. And uh, this one is about your boy Patrick Mahomey. And uh, apparently 
He has suited up for 14 playoff games in his young career. This Super Bowl will be the first time he's ever wore a white jersey in a postseason game. Really? Yeah, it's kind of wild. He had a 50% chance, right? Because they don't really... Yeah. They're not wearing yellow jerseys. No. So you got a 50% chance, and he's never... He's never wore anything but red. So they've... That would appear to me that they've always been the home team. Yeah, most teams... hmm? Go ahead. Uh, I was going to... I was just going to say, most teams don't give up. The home jerseys. No, they yeah, usually it's don't. It's very rare. So Cowboys seem to a lot though, actually. Give up home jerseys or yeah. give up home wins. The home, yeah, both. Oh, okay. So let me explain <laughs> the seventy-six pitch to you because I'm I'm sure you want to know. So it, oh yeah. So it's, it's so it's pretty neat. Uh, the baseball game ended in about two hours and fifteen minutes or so. Uh, it's two hours and seven minutes, which is absolutely crazy because most games are usually about over the three hour, almost to the four hour mark. So it was against the Chicago Cubs. Only 76 pitches. 13 of those were balls. Six strikeouts. He did not walk a single person. And in fact, he only threw at max two balls against a hitter. And one of those was with uh, Sammy Sosa. So he ended up saying that we didn't pay attention to the pinch count back then is what uh, Perez had said. Now it's right there in every ballpark. So it's pretty cool that the man didn't even know what he was doing. Eddie Perez, which was the, the catcher with Maddox at the time, had said that. So it's just crazy to think that this guy was just out there throwing it, had absolutely no idea how many times. And essentially, you have to think that he threw just about as perfect of a game as someone could. So it's just unheard of. It's just 76 pitches. Yeah, that's, uh, that's definitely an accomplishment. Yeah. I mean, no one can take that away. That's definitely an accomplishment to throw that few. Then I'll, I'll toss you out one more for hockey, since oh, I know how oh, much you are with that. Ooh, so I love me some hockey. So Wayne Gretzky, if he never scored a goal, would still be the all-time leading scorer in NHL history. Say that again, if Wayne Gretzky what? If he never scored a goal, he would still be mm-hmm. the all-time leading scorer in NHL history. So for anybody that, that doesn't know what that means, in hockey, if you... Are on the assist, right? If I, if Ray Ray and me are skating down the ice, I fake the goalie out. He leans towards me. I shoot it over to Ray Ray, and Ray Ray slap shots that bad boy in there one times. It boom, right? I get credited with a point as well because of the assist, right? It's not a goal for me. It's a point for me. So what you're saying is, if he never on scored a alone. Mm-hmm. If he, he never would scored still be a goal the himself, leading scorer. that is nuts. I looked at, I looked at hockey stats one time, and I was going to try to post them. Like, I like me some offensive stats, right? I'm an offensive guy, and I and I got on there, and Wayne Gretzky owns almost every one of them. And I was like, okay. Oh yeah, no, it's pretty much just right. Wayne Gretzky. You talk about dominant in a sport, it's him. He he's one of the greatest sports athletes ever, at any sport. I think you definitely would. I mean. He, you, I could see you put him in top five. I, you'd have a valuable argument. I know I did. Uh, I did my top once, um, and I, I, it was very hard. I feel like you could definitely put him in top five, and, and you anybody would be hard pressed to argue. So no, oh, easily. 
easily. Well, uh, what about some shout-outs? You got any for me this week? Yeah, man, I got a shout-out for you. I'm going to shout-out my local cigar shop of We Smoke Cigars. Met E there. He's a pretty cool guy. And Mr. Walter, both really cool guys. So if you're ever in the Villarica area, I recommend you go to We Smoke Cigars. It's a great place. Great guys. And that's in uh, GA, correct? That is correct. Yeah, we're 30 minutes west of Atlanta. Somewhere around that area, you'll find us. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, uh, since you're shouting out local businesses, I'm going to do the same thing. So this weekend, we did cater chow for all the Marines that came in town. And we had a little local joint called Lily May's Place. Mm, it was so good. And, and uh, yeah, I'm going to tell you what. Normally, we do uh, we do lunch, cater to the Marines um, when they come out from the field. And I'm going to tell you that I'm pretty that sure breakfast. this... I'm pretty sure this breakfast is the way to go, man. Oh, 100%. I would ask, about every six or seven Marines I asked, maybe one of them would say lunch. And yeah. it was normally the guy that said lunch was like, I'm just not a breakfast person. It's always the breakfast. The breakfast is off. Them potatoes was off the oh, chain. Oh, man. It's just, it's such a pick-me-up because at the beginning of your day, you usually know we're going through that whole day like, oh, my God, I'm ready for lunch. Yeah. But you get that, and it was nice, good. It was a pick-me-up. You're good to go throughout the day. I'm not going to lie. Them lunches usually made everybody sluggish. You saw everybody slacking off after that. Yep. Yep. So if you're in the Chattanooga, Tennessee area, go check out Lily May's place. You will not and, regret uh, that. You won't regret it. They also serve lunch. I personally not had the lunch, but the breakfast is off the chain. So check them out. So. Well, Ray Ray. That's all I got. That, we, hey, man, we at the end of this bad boy again. So it's been a pretty good episode. It's flown by. Uh, we're already at an hour mark. Um, well, right there at it, and it's flown by, man. So I appreciate you coming on. I'm excited to talk about the the Super Bowl. I'm hoping for a good Super Bowl. Uh, it, if nothing else, if the Super Bowl's bad, we'll just talk about commercials then during the Super Bowl. Well, hopefully, those are but, good. Uh, they've, they've, eh, they've been hit or miss the past couple years. Hey, I'm banking on Doritos and Mountain Dew to come out with a banger. Man, Doritos were the one where the kid shook the little box and he and he tricked the person, and then uh, and then the old man came ran the little kid away, and as he walked out of the box, thinking it was a time machine, it was that old man there. That was a pretty good one. I'm just hoping for that. Was pretty, that was, I'm hoping for that Doritos. acid trip Mountain Dew one, like that Kickstart one with the puppy monkey baby, something like that. I just need something off the wall. <laughs> Well, we shall see. So, hey, everybody. We appreciate y'all listening. Remember to check out the show. We just set up the Twitch account. So you can check that out at Late to Work Sports, um, just like the title of the show. We haven't posted anything yet, but it is coming. We, uh, we're working on, on ironing a few kinks out. We want to get uh, our logo completed and some other stuff. But in the next few months, those will be com- that will be coming out. So... Hey, if you don't have a Twitch account, please set it up. This will be your chance to talk to us live, uh, to you know, comment on what we're talking about, see us as we talk, watch all the weird faces I make at Ray Ray when he's talking. Fair. And uh, how he just stares through my soul when he doesn't like what I'm saying. You'll get to see all that. So be a little on the lookout for that. Please go on there and follow it. Like I said, it's Late to Work Sports on Twitch. And uh, Ray Ray? Appreciate you coming on. Yes, sir. I enjoyed it tonight. And uh, with that, we out.